back for the Pops Wisdom Podcast again. As promised, I have a special guest. Today, I have number six of seven. (laughs) (laughs) I have Pops' younger brother, Uncle Tony. We just finished a brutal workout. My legs hurt. Um, And we're going to talk. Because that's what we do. Say hi. Hi, everybody. So... Probably talk some about fitness and a few other things. So we'll get started. So tell people about yourself a little bit. Uh, well, it's not really much to tell. Stop <laughs> <Not> being modest. <laughs> um, oh, I guess uh, I don't know. This is strange for me being asked questions about myself. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, um, I use it for therapy. This is my therapy. Oh, so so when I do these podcasts, it's me getting what's in my head out. So I use it for therapy. So we'll start here. Happy Valley. Tell me about Happy Valley as a kid. Happy Valley is the subdivision they grew up in. <laughs> oh, that was Happy Valley was a good place to grow up in. A lot of people didn't like it, but you know, I learned a lot there as a kid. You know, I mean, there was probably more more things that I didn't like than I liked about it you know it was you know it was it wasn't really rough growing up as a kid we had fun we played sports you know the normal thing kids do but um, you know I, I think I found out who I was as a person or wasn't as a person <laughs> as a young person there you know I should have been more of a teenager than I was you know I mean because who this pod's about, you know, I, my brothers, because they were a little bit older, a little bit, they, (laughs) they weren't really around at that part where I grew up, you know, so a lot of the kids I grew up had their older brothers in play, older brothers and sisters in place and stuff like that. And, uh, kind of made some parts of my youth growing up, you know, because they didn't have their guidance. So what guidance I had, I pretty much learned on our own, you know, and, you know, your uncle, you're, you're seven of six, seven of seven, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I think, you know, I think he was a little bit smarter than I was because he didn't take my lead. He kind of did his own thing, you know, and I had to find out on my own, but, you know, it was, when I went in the military, I mean, you know, that, that was my, my chance to get away, you know, and to find me. And for some parts I did. And I, and I think that, that what I needed the most because even though you know I I had to learn a lot there but it was different it was different people people didn't know me personally or or anything like that so growing up in the valley and then leaving the valley and going in the military is I found out you know in this big world just how like what I try to tell kids now is you know that can leave is it's a great way to find out, you know, that the stuff you deal with as a kid is really nothing. Right. You know, it, it's, you know, because I found, you know, there was people from all over the country and some from all over the world, and they didn't give a crap what I did as a kid. It, it's one of those things where once you leave your town or city, you realize how small and insequential you actually are in, in the grand scheme of things. And I think that's the reason why I'm glad I'm back. I mean, not just for the fact of the things that 
of the horror shows that happened to me, and they really weren't. I mean, I, I blame myself for everything I did. I don't, I don't hold everybody accountable for for things that happened, but, you know, it was just, if i just known better, you know, it's just like your pops, things, you, you know, I think about now with your dad that I regret because really at 60 years old now, I'm realizing a lot of the things that he told me, just how they've come to pass. Same you know? for me, yeah. Like, a lot of stuff he told me as a kid, I was just like, eh, whatever, mm -hmm. old man. And now it's like, oh, well, this makes sense. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. You gotta keep keep an eye on the world, yep. not just me. <laughs> yep. But um, and you know, and as far as you know, I don't know. I'm glad you took it to to growing up because mm -hmm. you know there there's there's things you do as a child, and, and, and you know that you really do pay for for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. and and we don't realize that as kids until you're older, you know, because because you can't go back. Right, and I think that's what bothers me the most. I think that's what is what what has caused me the person be the person that I am because of all the regret I have for the things I didn't do. Right, right, both good and bad. Yeah, he told me once he was like, you know, you don't want to regret stuff. Mm -hmm. Just just do it, and whatever the outcome is, you can't regret it. You tried, either you failed or you didn't. And if you failed, you learned from that failure. You know. I mean, I had a lot of failures from, <laughs> but it was the regrets that came along with that failure that if if I knew I was going to pay for it, I should have just done it anyway. anyway. It was just like when your grandfather, you know, and I'm going to call it beaten, but they really wasn't beaten. It was it was it was it was your grandfather's way of discipline, but it was the th but it was what he said while he was doing that disciplining that sticks in my mind right now that if you're going to do something if you're going to do it something stupid it. it better be worth it for one and you paid for it mm -hmm. and I think that's the one thing that eats me up in life now is the things that I'm paying for that I didn't do mm -hmm. because God knows how much that man beat me <laughs> I was you know <laughs> you know personally yeah. my rock head <laughs> Yeah. And the things that your grandfather and your dad, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I got plenty of beatings from your dad, too. I mean, but they were different. They were brotherly and fisticuffs, the kind of stuff. And it was those things. He said, well, if you're going to be a dummy, I'm, I won't say, well, I guess I will, because this is a podcast. If you're going to be a dumbass, you're going you're gonna to pay a dumbass price. Right. And, and those are the things I remember about my youth. That when they were around, when your dad was around or your uncle Rich was around and stuff, that that the times where it was conflicts was the stuff I paid for that I did, mm -hmm. and I think that's why I'm such a the person that I am now is because I'm paying for stuff I didn't do. Right. I'm not yeah. blaming them for it, but I'm paying for everything I didn't do. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you find that. When we're young, we're hard-headed. Mm -hmm. And what older people tell us, it ends up being, yeah, whatever, you're old, you don't know anything. Not thinking, well, they've probably lived through this. Maybe I should listen. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part. <laughs> you know, when they yep. tell you, you're young, just, just live. Just do it. And it's like, well. And then when you finally get to the age where you can do it, you're locked down. You're tied down. You have responsibilities and everything. Well. Getting old doesn't make me doesn't doesn't make me smarter, but it has made me wiser. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, there, there's been times where, you know, where you should say something, but you don't. Well, that's that's one of those things where it's you learn that the wisest people are the ones who don't say anything. Exactly. <laughs> you just go, eh, all right, yeah. <laughs> and just let it go. It's your world. Yeah, because it's like, okay, that's how you want to be. It's your world. Go ahead. Because you'll find that that person later will come back and go, you were right. <laughs> after they get, after they go through it, and it's like, you try to tell me. It's like the, the people say, well, you know, so you have to do it for yourself to understand. It's like, no, that's why books, that's why we have books. That's and why that's right, people that tell, tell you. you right? Yeah. It's you, like, you know, like when they tell us when we were babies, yeah. don't put your finger in that fire. Yeah. Don't mess with that light socket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't mess yeah. with the stove. All right, <laughs> but you were never, you were never, and I think this is what gets me about the kids these days, and even the kids in the neighborhood. Well, there's not many, and that's the funny thing about going back to the valley thing. That's the funny thing that does get me about the kids today versus the kids we were. I go to that neighborhood now to visit my brother, your uncle. I go to visit, and there is no kids in the street. Mm-mm. Zero. And mm-hmm. I'm not just saying because of the video games. I mean, there's no basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. There's no sandlot football. There's nothing. They are doing nothing. And I, and walking those streets like we used to as kids, I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. And, I, and, and even if there was kids in the neighborhood, which I don't know, I wouldn't know whose door to knock on. You knew every kid in that neighborhood... Whose door to knock on? Hey, you want to play basketball today? You want to play football today? Or whatever, softball, whatever. You knew exactly in our, in that whole neighborhood. You knew whose door to go knock on to say, okay, Jimmy lives here. Jimmy or Randy lives here or Donnie lives here or whoever. And you knew what doors to knock on to say, hey, we're getting a pickup game today. Now let's do it. But now, and I'm not going to blame the video game things. Mm-hmm. I love them. I play them myself. But... What did we do today? We did the triple S today. Yeah. There are still the times where we're going to do something that doesn't involve anything electronic. Yeah. Except monitoring stuff. Yeah. Because, so. I mean, even when we were coming down there, when I was a kid in the 90s, there was still kids. Because mm-hmm. like, it was the house on the left. People had like six or seven kids. And me and Kenny would go play with them all the time. I mean, it was kids. Now, I mean, even my neighborhood down the street from me, there were kids. There's a family that just moved in, and they have, like, four kids. But you don't see them. No, we see them. They're, they're outside. They, they play. They go over in the park. They have dogs. They go play. But they're the only kids besides mine on our block. And they're older. They're, they're like, 10 to 15. But they're the only kids. Like, when I was a kid on, on my block, we had there was kids all around. And it's just... Or even here in this yeah. neighborhood. I mean, I'm the young, but I will say this: I'm the youngest one on this street, though. I mean, this is pretty much a retirement community I'm in. That's quiet, though. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a, I mean, I set up by my fireplace last night, started a fire, drank a bottle of beer, didn't bother nobody. You know, it's cool because I like we were training a kid a little bit ago, mm-hmm. twelve years old. And this kid, uh, <laughs> uh, he couldn't have survived the 90s. I, I know he can survive the 70s and 80s. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. It was just like, oh, man, that kid is doomed. <laughs> I mean, no motivation, no drive, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, uh, 
and it just irked me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it goes back to we don't have communities anymore. No, everybody stays in locks in their homes, and you don't know your neighbor. And that's pre-COVID. It was just like people just. I mean, my street that I live on now. Me and my wife are the youngest ones, and then mom is our neighbor, and then the, the man that lives next to her, he's in his nineties, and then the lady that lives next to him is in her eighties. Then there's nobody. They tore down one house because nobody was in it. There's another house that's empty. That's a whole different story. The family doesn't want to let it go. Big old pretty house. Family won't let it go. One of their cousins tried to buy it, and they didn't want the offer that they gave them. So, and then there's a new house. Nobody's in it. And then there's the house on the corner with the people who just moved in there. I don't know how old they are, but I think they're probably in their forties. But it's it's a ghost town anymore. You know. Yeah. I mean, in most neighborhoods are. I mean, the kids aren't doing the things like spring breaks. No, I mean, I, I I guess you do have to to to. Well, I don't want my kid to be gone long because we would be gone during spring break, summer breaks, and stuff like that. We would be gone until the sun came down, or until Dad, your grandfather, would say, "Be home at eight, or be home at nine, or whatever time he wanted us at back in the house." But after I became. 15, 16 years old, as long as I was home, I think, is what he all he cared about. Yeah. You know, especially during the summer. Now, if it was school, it was a little bit different, you know, during the school time. But, I, you know, I, how, how am I going to word this? <laughs> about the exercise re- regime and the thing with it. I'm good at this. Right. And you know me, I, I don't talk about this and I think that's the reason why I enjoy this with you guys so much because it's something that I don't have to answer for mm. because it's all me it's either I fail when I fail I fail when right. I when I succeed I succeed but to top that off no one can stand behind me and tell me I suck because I did it you didn't do this right I did it and 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 I think that's what makes this so exciting for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like to be out and about. I would like to be doing other things and stuff. But you know what? When that happens, there's no chance of blame. There's no chance. I can't look at it. Like, if I'm in a relationship, I can't blame her mm-hmm. that I didn't put in 16 miles mm-hmm. or 10 or whatever we do. I can't blame her. I can only blame my, my performance. So I don't have to worry about that. Or if because I hurt so bad. Because I constantly hurt. Yeah. But and, and it's not a good hurt. You know, people, you know, because of my VA record and all that stuff like that, I shouldn't be doing what we're doing. So I hurt constantly. So if I want to lay in the bed and do nothing, I don't have to worry about hurting somebody's feelings because I don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. Because I just did. I just ran five miles and I'm in pain. But I don't have to explain to you that that's what I did. And I know it sounds kind of selfish, but I think now it's time for me to be selfish because yeah. I haven't been. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. I mean, yeah. you got to do what makes you happy. It's it's one of those things where you have to be happy within yourself and then the people around you will be happy. Is what it should be. You know, because if you're happy, the person you're with is happy, y'all come together, you're happy doing your own things, right. you have your own things to be happy with, 
Because it to me, it's the other person is, shouldn't be the one that makes you happy. You right. should be happy on your own, and then exactly. to come together, and then you're fine. So you have your things, you have and have that understanding. Like for me, fitness. I mean, and I wasn't. No, I mean, it, and that's it's one of those things we're never told that. Mm-hmm. It's either you learn it. So now more and more people are saying that, mm-hmm. but before is one of the things you just had to learn hey I have to be happy mm-hmm. and if you're not happy then <laughs> you gotta do what makes you happy well it took what I did to your dad to to finally figure that out yeah. you know I mean and I th- you know and that's you know all the things that I've done and what when whatever people say that I've done wrong with you that that's a regret that I will always have because you know I can remember when your dad would come down and we'd have coffee on third, didn't do nothing else. He'd come here and we'd sit at this very table. That's the reason, only reason why I started drinking coffee. Because yeah. he, he, he would call me and be like, hey, uh, I'm running down see anything. Okay. Yeah. And, and, but I didn't listen. See, that, that's the difference between the here and now. You know, I didn't listen, you know, because, you know, and, you know, and, that, and once I did all that, I, 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 I said to myself, I have to change. I have to change. I said because I can't go through life blaming people for my mistakes. Because all he was trying to tell me, you know, you know, like we, like I said, like we said earlier, don't start the small stuff. Just it, he has a he had a way of saying that, <laughs> that will really dig under your skin. And because yeah. the way he would tell me to do something, it's just like why you gotta say it like that? <laughs> it's like it's just like it was a kind of a no remorse kind of thing. It's just like, 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 why, 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 why? <laughs> and you're like, come on, man. That's it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It just the way you say it, it's like, it's like, how that hurt, <laughs> you know? But okay. it makes sense. I mean, he was just talking to you direct the way you're supposed to, and it just yep. you know, like, you know, he wasn't beating around the bush. No, no. As he got older, he he gave no f's anymore, mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He just tell you to do it. And either you did or you didn't, and if you didn't do it, he'd tell you again, but it'd be a little bit more harsh. And if you didn't listen again, he'd be like, "No, yeah, fine, just yeah, go ahead, go ahead." Well, see, and that was the thing. Where, you, and again, see, and you know, I like the way you worded this about the valley. But see, that's you know, that's the see because they were a, a, a lot older than than me and and your and your uncle that. See, I didn't have that. That's by the time he got to me after he got out of the navy, I was already who I yeah, was. Grown, yeah. I was grown. You're not going to tell me nothing. I'm 18 years old. You're not going to tell me nothing. I don't care if you know if you were in the navy or what you did. You know, he'd already seen the world by the time I thought I was somebody. Right. You know, and uh, you know, and I and I think that's what caused. All this ladder friction because wait a minute I'm 50 years old who are you right you know I mean and but it was all still there is like look dude yes you're 18 yes you're 50 yes you're 25 or whatever but you are still my junior and I you know and I'm just seeing what you haven't seen yet and you know it's just you know I sit around here and I just think about all that you know because not that you can go back and change anything, but you know. But you can change moving forward. 
that when the knowledge, I mean, because you can't control when the knowledge hits you. Right. But when it actually hits you, you just have to make that change at that point. You know, yeah. it, it's all product growing. Yeah. And everybody grows at their own rate. I mean, we have some kids out here now who are wise beyond their years, and it's, oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. And we have some adults who are still running around as kids. <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those things. Um, so let's talk about pop pop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a rough one for me. Richard Wilson Churchill <laughs> Jr. That's a rough one for me, but that's probably my greatest experience because yeah. I had him. <sighs> yeah, you had him post military, right? <laughs> so it was it was a little different. Yeah, because you had your grandmother there for all the Vietnam and all the war stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I think, well, I'll just say this to start off the first part about your pop-pop. You go through two wars like someone like he did, and then you come back and you lose your leg in an industrial accident. accident. Yeah. That kind of sucks. That kind of saps the power out of you. Because, you know, I watch people live and die around me. And I come home to work and to be with my family full time. And I lose my bloody leg in an industrial accident. Not on the battlefield, but in an industrial accident. And you could kind of see him go down here because he was mean. Mm-hmm. He, 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 I mean, he always was a disciplinarian, but he... What's the word I'm looking for? He became less tolerant. Mm. He was more tolerant towards the younger kids, but they just got to a point there where you could almost hear it in his voice that, you know, these kids are driving me crazy. But <laughs> I, I can't get up and I can't, you know, I can't pound on them the way I really want to to make them see things the way. Hey, look, I just bought this beautiful home for us. And you guys are disrespecting it coming away. I told you not to come in the house with mud on your shoes. I told you not to do this. And you could just see it. And especially how hard-headed I was with school. And that's my biggest regret with your with your grandfather. Because I wish tutoring was a thing there. Because I think that would have made him the proudest of me. And I'm not saying he wasn't proud of me. But I'm just saying he knew how important education was. Mm-hmm. Because that's the reason why he advised me to go into the Air Force instead of the Army. The Air Force because is education. Because he was, he was beating me over the head. Because I said, well, I can just go in the Army. I mean, they want me right now. I mean, they're calling me at school. You know, hey, Army, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, no, you're not going to the Army. I don't care. He said, you can go in the Navy like your brothers or, you know, what have you. But you're, you're not going to see combat. I think he knew. See, that's the thing about people. They, they, him and mom and your dad, they seen me. They, they knew more who I was than I did. And he knew that that kind of stuff wasn't for me. Because he'd seen it. Right, yeah. He'd seen it firsthand. <laughs> and uh, he didn't want that for me. You know, he didn't say, well, the Army stinks and all this. Because, you know, he did 22 years of it. He didn't degrade the Army or anything like that. But he would say that I don't want that for you. Mm. He would definitely say that. But as far as disappointment, when I went in the Air Force, it was good. You know, you're 18, you know, you're out of my house, go. But I think the biggest thing for him, because when I got out and I came home to take care of them, I think that was the biggest, when, when I did see him 
consistently happy when I'd come home from school, when I was going to college, when, mm. I, came, when I got out. Because, you know, it was stuff I didn't figure, and he says, I was trying to tell you that all along. But what I didn't understand where he was so vicious with us during our school years, because 1920s, yes. 1930s Chicago, black people weren't smart. No. <laughs> you, you weren't educated back then. The schools were just basic to just teach you one, two, threes, and ABCs and get your butt out there and, and work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that about my parents. Mom had to raise her siblings. Yeah. You know, and about their educations, it wasn't the same. So they can't sit down like you can with Michaela when Michaela starts school and you can show her like Kenny does with his yeah. kids, you know, and show them. There wasn't that kind of education, so I could see the frustration in him. He would say, just go do it, or just tell me to go straight to my room, and, and, and I would, you know, and that's, but it was like, you know, but, oh gosh, what else about him? But, you know, and the time I messed up and tried him again with the, <laughs> with the, with the pain for your mistakes. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's not, he was not a try me. <laughs> my older brother learned that one the hard way <laughs> and see he was the oldest of three and and this was something he wasn't proud of telling about but my grandfather his father you know punished him punished him if anything happened to Norman or Richard dad paid for it that's just the way you're the oldest boy and you're supposed mm -hmm. to make sure your brother's falling in line mm -hmm. yeah and 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 he paid that's that's why he 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 was the way he I think a lot of the way he was because he he had to pay for a lot of what his brothers did you know uh, right there in the end before he passed away we did find out I think but the Social Security office wouldn't tell us mm. uh, we did find something out about Teddy but we didn't they because mm. they wouldn't tell us. So it, it really, in the last part, latter part of his life, I think that was another thing that brought him down because he finally got close to finding out. Because I think Teddy went to prison, mm. and then after he got out, he became, a, you know, they we don't know if he was killed or but but just but just he got upset in the Social Security office because he told he said the man was my brother, and you can't tell me anything. But we do know from the Social Security office there was something there. But because back in those days you could still disappear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean that was those were the days where people, if you wanted to disappear, you just up move to another town, change your name, change your name, Don't not even change your name sometimes because yeah. you could just leave. And I mean people weren't connected like that. Mm -hmm. You had a phone, you had telegraph. That was about it, and and letters. Oh. That was about it. Because Norman was his Norman was his closest brother, but I know Teddy was in the army because Dad had that picture of him. Um, but I, I, you know, that that's the difference between the nineteen twenties, you know, uh, on through now, and and you know, for how, you know, but black communities were a lot close net closer net then too. Mm -hmm. South side of Chicago then is not what the South side of Chicago no. is now. No, you know. So. No, it was a. That was one of the things we lost is is community. I mean, everybody knew everybody. 
the parents looked out for everybody else's kids. Your kid, if you messing up, you're going to get it from that neighbor, and then the neighbor's going to call your mom. <laughs> mom going to get it from mom. <laughs> mom always tells me she was uh, riding her bike in the street, and she knew she wasn't supposed to, and the neighbor called my grandmother, and mom came in the house, and she got wore out. And she's like, how she even know? And the neighbor had called. She's like, she's like, I never liked that woman after that. <laughs> Well, and it, and it was the same way in the valley too. Yeah. I, that that's what I mean about getting punished for things I did. But I also get punished for him for a couple of things I didn't do. You know, I I you know what kids in the seventies didn't have afros, but you know, uh, I, and I'm not going to go a racial thing with it. But you know, a lot of black kids had afros, and you know, and when my parents got when my dad got the call that I'd gotten something, I'm not saying I'm, I'm wasn't innocent, <laughs> right? But it was the beatings I took, and I'll call. And I'm going to call it that because you don't hear that word anymore. The beatings I got were well deserved. I'm not saying it wasn't, but some of them were things. It was like, well, again, I wasn't there. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm paying for something I didn't do. And but yeah, he. You know, that was the smartest thing I did getting out of California, though, because had I. Had I still been there, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I heck, I don't have a life now, except my running, which I enjoy. But that was, I, I think, the 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 failure of my marriage and then coming back here and taking care of my parents was the best thing I could have ever did. You know. Yeah. It's one of the best things Pop Pop ever taught you. Um. Well, I'll start from the end, the end of his life. He taught me a great deal of patience in caring for him, like I did at the end of his life. Because, you know, of course, with the slipping of the mind that we go through, you know, that, that part of it. But what he taught me so much with the patience and, and, and that was just a story we were talking about before we, you know, before we continued of when he when we found out about his brother Teddy or Theodore and we went to the social security office to uh, you know to find out and they wouldn't tell him tell us if he was dead or alive you know and how upset pop got and how I was able to draw him back and be patient with the lady as well and to tell her but you know he's the oldest brother you know and 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 to question her and it was like how he got dad was upset but I understand that in his age and in his state of mind at that point. And it was just the patience that I had to hold myself to at that point um, to, to keep him restrained because he, he was. Because that was it. He, you know, his, his middle brother, his, he was still younger, but his middle brother, you know, he passed away and he was able to spend time with Norman. Right. But, but... Teddy, after, you know, he left and, and everything, and then Teddy went to jail and everything, you know, there was no more, you know, I don't know if it was a personal thing between because Dad didn't talk about those things, mm. you know, and uh, so I don't know, but I do know the patience that I had, the restraint I had to have, because I was upset, mm. because this is my father, and he's, he's at the telling of his life, and this woman couldn't even tell him if his brother, his, his little brother was alive or dead. That's, that's all she had to say. She didn't have to say, well, he's got this much money that way or whatever. I don't know what the problem was. Social Security just telling me he's alive. Hmm. 
so my dad could maybe reconnect with his little brother for whatever he had left. Right. So I, I was pretty upset about it, but that was patient. Now, as a younger guy, <laughs> again, we go right back to where it, it's all. He taught me the value of if you're gonna if you're gonna f up, you're gonna pay for it. Mm. Again, I mean that is that's really it. It wasn't to be a man. I mean, the man part I was always going to learn. You know how I learned it was is inconsequential. But it was that thing. It's like okay, I messed up. Accountability, basically. Accountability, <laughs> just like what you always say. I'm sorry. Yeah, you. That's the word I was looking for. And because it still affects me now, mm -hmm. because of my divorce and because of other relationship problems, is the things that I've had to pay for that had I done it, I don't understand why I'm paying for it. Mm. Because I never will. And, and, and that's what the lesson my father taught me. Because I never will get over it. You know, paying for things. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's like breaking a window with a baseball and then walking up to the person you break the window in and going, Here, here's $100 or whatever it's going to take to fix that to get it, to yeah. get that accountability. Right. And that's the main thing that bothers me in the world. It's accountability. And I know you shouldn't worry, because I do. I And you know this mm -hmm. for a fact. You know how I live on that kind of stuff, of watching people that aren't accountable for what they do. It's annoying. Yes. It's very annoying. <laughs> it is very annoying. I actually did an episode about accountability. There's, there's, there's one guy, I listen to his podcast, his name's Dante Nero. And one of his things he says is, you can't be mad at fish for swimming. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, and what, yeah, basically what that means is, whatever that other person is doing, you, they're just a fish swimming in the bowl. They have no idea. If somebody does you wrong, mm -hmm. that's just them. That has not, no bearing on who you are. That's just them. That they're, they're a fish in a bowl swimming. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. But it, it's, it's, I think that's, that's the fact of my life that that has made it difficult with other people that it should that it shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as people, we take it to heart because, especially as men, it's one of those things where we want to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. And if there's a problem and we can't fix it, it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> then it then it just compounds because it's like I have this problem. And I can't fix it. I probably could fix it, but I'm not even allowed to even try to try fix, to fix it. it. So all I can do... 22 years and strong. Right. All I can do is just either let it go or let it stay until it consumes me. Because mm -hmm. it, it's tough. I mean, because you want to be accountable. And solving problems is accountability. And if you... It's, it's, not, it's one of those situations where if you can't actually physically do it, it, it just it's, well, it's, it's, it's like your cousin and I, and I still know and that's where I was telling you earlier where yes I'm wiser but I'm not any smarter hmm. because it's just like your cousin and, and he was here today hmm. he doesn't he can't stand me on the first of the month <laughs> no. because it's the same thing I go through the same thing at the first of the month every check I write and everything that I see going to something that happened to me 20 over 22 years ago yeah 
because I, I it's the accountability of it and the regret again that I have because I didn't do it I wish I would I wish I would have done half the things and I have to say this now rather she hears this or not but it's the things that I'm paying for that I wish I'd have done half of it. I wish I'd have done any of it. Yep. But I wish I'd have done half. And then now I sit here because it's, yes, it's swimming in a, but on that part of it, and, and then it goes back to your dad. It's don't sweat the small stuff, but still it's not small because it's preventing me from living my life the way I want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a weight, it's an anchor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's not right and it's something that I should let go. It'd be easily to let go of. But I think that's why I trip on stuff like that. Because yeah. it's not being selfish, but it's 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 something that would make my life easier. It'd be easier to let go if it wasn't continuing. That would, that's the thing. <laughs> it's one of those things it it'd be easier to let go if it wasn't continuous. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Because I've let go of other relationships. Yeah. Rather it was my fault or not, it's like, okay, it's not their fault. They're just being who they are. And I looked at exactly how you said it. Yeah. It's not their fault, it's my fault. I put myself in that situation. Yep. But then there's things where it's like, no, I'm not going to let this go because I didn't deserve this. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's the hard one. <sighs> but that's where... I'm more patient about it now, even though your cousin thinks I'm not. But I really am. <laughs> you are way more patient, way more patient yeah. than uh, since you retired from the Air Force. Because Air Force retiree Anthony yeah. and current Anthony are two different people. Yeah. They're 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 not even the same people. We anymore. mentioned Mitsubishi Eclipse, and <laughs> oh I should you know what? And, and I know this was a selfish thing, and. I, if you want to go ahead and call it a small dick thing, I'll, I'll even go ahead and own that. But still to this day, Mike, I, I, I should have got that Corvette. I should have just went, have. Went, went right across the street and got that Corvette instead of messing with that thing. But yeah. I, but again, that was where, it, rather, it's it's somebody said it's a person on your shoulder over here whispering in your ear or something else, something, something satanic or whatever you want to call it nowadays, but where I listen to someone else. And, and and again, it was not really regret. It's hey, it's also wanting to solve a problem. Yeah, because I needed I needed another <laughs> avenue to go yeah. to because of what I was ha- what was happening in my life. Yeah, and but, those those cars are known for that problem. We'll get into that later. <laughs> every time I look at every time I look at even the oh, because it's an older vet now. Yeah. It is. It's a nineteen ninety something. It, it, so it's even an it's an older vet now. But it, it, it's what I really wanted at that point, and I, and I, and I didn't listen. Just like with your dad. I didn't listen until it's too late. That's not too late. But those vets no. are cheap now. But, but you, yeah, you've moved on. We'll get to that. I moved on. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, well, we'll just go into that now. Okay, you don't know this. I didn't get in the cars till you moved back here. Because Dad wasn't really into cars. Right. He was into fishing. And fishing and electric. Right. <laughs> it was either working on electrical or fishing. Because the electrical part, he made me hook up my own phone line when I was 12. And then, and then complained because the phone line was jacked up. 
Yeah, you made a 12-year-old hook up a phone line. He goes, you know how to do it. Just put the wires together. They match. So I did it. Uh-huh. And then years later, well, this phone line's crackling. Because you had a 12-year-old hook up a phone line. <laughs> I spliced it, cut it, put it together. It worked. But, you know. So, when you moved back, he, I remember the Biscayne. We're not even going to talk about that car. Um, <laughs> you moved back with the Eclipse. I was high school age. At that time, I was starting to get in Super Street. Mm-hmm. You had the Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious came out. Mm-hmm. In that order. <laughs> so it was like, like you're the reason I got in the cars. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because... <laughs> 95 Eclipse GST? I think it was a 95. It was a 95 or a 97. Second gen Eclipse. Worst block ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worst block ever. The Evo, completely different block. Mm-hmm. It works. The first gen Eclipse, completely different block. It works. What's wrong with the second gen Eclipse block? Well, first thing I'm going to go into <laughs> is I put over $15,000 in that car. And at that time, it was a drop in a bucket for me. I mean, it, it really was. If, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, you got to expect those kind of expenses. But to sink the money into a car that was at no price, shape, form, <laughs> that was capable of doing it. I put a, a high-pressure clutch in it, and that's where the problem truly came out. Because when you put that clutch in there, what's it connected to? It's connected the to the crankshaft, which what is the problem with that car? Crank walk. Now, for those non-engine people, a crank walk is where a crank basically walks. It goes forward and backwards, and that's exactly what it did. When I, hired, when I installed that high-pressure clutch, I thought I was doing something to increase the performance of my car. When Every time you press that clutch, it pressed that crank forward. And that's where I realized I spent $15,000 on junk. I could have had, and the money I spent on that car, I mean, I've got a newer Harley out here now. At that point, I probably could have had four of them sitting in the garage. (laughs) Three of them paid for with the money I put in it. Don't get me wrong, at the time, because of Fast and Furious and because I just like doing stuff like that, it really wasn't, but then when I sat back at the little things, even this house that I live in now, the little things I could have done in the house, I could have done had my, my bathrooms remodeled. Because that's really the only thing. Or uh, new, you know, and, and if you want to go regret things because of that car. You know, a bigger and newer uh, air conditioning unit and heating unit in this house, you know. Just the little things. I could have had my deck professionally done. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a carpenter, but I learned something doing my deck. But if there's a regret portion of it, yeah, that's it. Because it had nice wheels on it. I wish I would have kept them. There's a lot of things I wish that that could have transferred over to other vehicles, even that little Honda I have out there. But yeah, it was the expense on something that I had to done research but I still make that mistake. And I'll go with you on that with this Harley Davidson motorcycle. If you really want to know that your uncle has learned absolutely nothing. I have a 2017 Harley sitting in my garage right now. 
and to put $180 worth of speakers on it, I have to spend an extra $600 to make them work. Because on this motorcycle, it requires, and this tells you, and the reason why I'm saying this is because this is what I was telling you earlier. Learning experience. <laughs> but not wiser. I mean, you would think I'd be wise at this point. Not, oh, okay, I'm going to say wise, but I'm not smart. There we go. You need to put a $600 cable. Now, you just, rather the speakers were $80 or $180, it doesn't really matter. But you have to get what made those speakers to me that inexpensive is because they knew you had to have a $600 in which leads right back to it. Harley tax. <laughs> that HD does not stand for Harley. It stands for hundreds of dollars. But, you know, as long as the, the engine sound on it, unlike the Eclipse, in which I've really never had any problems with any of the bikes I've had, I think that's the reason why I've gone that route. And also, your your uncle and your nephew have told me that same thing. Your nephew, my cousin. <laughs> okay, your cousin. Yes, yes, my bad. Um, that's what your uncle and your cousin have told me, is they weren't into that kind of crap until I came home. So, I did do something goodish, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as you guys don't follow my lead on it and get into something that it's going to cost you a lot more. I mean, don't get if I was racing or something like that, or if that was my profession, and it was just like you go out and you junk stuff like that. But you know, you replace it the next day. Yeah, it'd have been all right. But that was a daily driver, and I was just wanting to look good, and I should have got to bed. We'll see what happens when I go put this WRX back together. Well, it's been sitting a little while, but yeah, but Subarus are a lot better car. Yeah, Legos. Yeah, they're literally Legos, <laughs> and you know, and their motors. They, you know, for what I know about those boxers, they're probably some of the strongest motors out there. So and not have, just because you've got a Subaru, but I've just always heard that they only have two problems: mm -hmm. head gaskets because the engine's flat, mm -hmm. and uh, some of them had Ringland issues, but that was a factory problem, not engine problem. Yeah, no. But other than that, yeah. I I just think honestly that Mr. BC and and Chrysler, at the because that's really what it is. Right. Yeah. It's Diamond really Star motors. Yeah. It's really a Chrysler, and I think that's where the problem therein lies. Yeah. Because it, it it was a it was an American. I don't know if the Japanese actually designed that motor. If they did. They just seen okay, it's a piece of junk, but we're gonna make some money off of it because they didn't do it with the well, islands. They did design that motor, mm -hmm. but they changed it because it's essentially the same engine that's in the Evo, mm -hmm. but it's slightly different. The Evo doesn't have those problems. The Evo stayed with the first gen block. They didn't do the second gen block, like the lasers and the, and the first yeah, the gen first eclipses. gen eclipses and the talons, yeah. And that's where. No, but a little research would have told you, because that's how I found out about that crap after it happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you got guys running 1,000 horsepower Evos, <laughs> but 1,000 horsepower, you can't use it on the street anyway. You know? Well, you can, but you got to be really careful what you do. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I still like cars, but I just, I'm just not going to disappoint myself in it. <laughs> because again, I'm not going to do the research. I'm really not. 
that's the reason why that's just a stereo mod on that. I'm not putting no computers on that bike. I'm not, I'm not changing anything but the stuff that is plug and play. And that's what I thought with a stereo. See, this is the reason, should be. folks, don't get me wrong. I love Harley-Davidson motorcycles. I do. I've always, you know, my Uncle Sonny was the first black man I knew that owned one. And I always knew I was going to get one. And now it's a common thing. Great. That's the way it should go. It shouldn't be like he had to go through people damaging his motorcycle and doing stuff like that. Putting salt in his gas tank. I mean, uh, sugar in his gas tank. Stuff like that. Because we weren't supposed to own those things. But anyway, just go in with a guide when you do it about what you can do cheaply and what you can't. It's not going to cost me that much to do it because I've already spent that money for the speakers. If they work, they work. If they don't, they're going to stay right there. That's $180 that's staying on that bike and I don't care if they work or not <laughs> because I am not spending $600 for a cable. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just not. That's, that's ridiculous. That's nuts. Yeah. But see, that's where they have you. And, and, and since we're talking about cars, because I'm a little better with this stuff, so this is the, more of an easier topic. I will never buy anything new again. No. <laughs> it, because they have made, when you get to a stereo, I understand motor, transmissions, electronics. Get it. I, if you don't know it, don't mess with it. Stereo? No. You're going to make it where a person cannot change speakers, add speakers, add amps. You're, you're going to build a system that you're going to make them completely, completely dependent on you. Mm -hmm. That's just greed, pure and simple. Yeah. I, I mean, you can get rich people or whoever, they, you can call it what you want. It's greed. There's a reason I stopped driving BMWs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was the yeah. new ones. If you remove the stereo, you can't drive the car. It's all integrated. I think that one does it too. <laughs> it's like nothing works unless the stereo is in the car. See, and that's just <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, why would you want to buy some? Okay, I can understand if you're a rich person. I get it. You, it it's a it, status symbol. Yeah, it's a status symbol, and ten thousand dollars to you is just a drop in a bucket. Right. I. I and you're probably I, not going to change anything on it. Maybe some wheels. Oh, you're probably going to drive it six months in trading and get the newer, no. next newer thing anyway. Yeah. So you're never going to see that oil change. You're never going to see that stereo change. You're never going to see that. I get that. That's what rich people do. They, they buy stuff because they can. But for the average Joe out here that likes tinkering... That, and that's where I'm going to go with I'm not going to even say because, well, I don't take my car to you because, you know... I can't afford the oil change. That's one thing. But I like tinkering. Yeah. I, I like being able to go, I did that. Yeah. You know, I put that in there. I put that turbo in. I, I put the stereo in. I did that. You know, but you can't do that. They're taking that away from you. Well, you yeah. have to bring it in because with labor charges being well over $100 now. Yeah. Oil changes on my BMW was $100. Granted, I only had to get one oil change a year, but... That's ridiculous. It was a hundred dollars, and most of that was oil because it took a lot. But still, for a six cylinder, but it, it, it's ridiculous because yeah, I'm sure labor was part, large part of that too. Yeah, because yeah. at that time it was probably fifty, sixty dollars an hour, and it was an hour with well, the label. Weird. So think about it. for those two speakers plus that cable, that's a thousand dollar job, right? Oh, there. good lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or at least 1200 <laughs> when we get to talking about cars yes <laughs> the eclipse was was a financial failure for me but when i look at all this new stuff now because you know me i i I, I don't care, you know, I do, I've always wanted motorcycles. Yes, I started out with cars and stuff, but, you know, I like them things. But just to change speakers, I'll never get another one. The only reason I don't ride motorcycles because I live in Kentucky and I know how people drive. Oh, it's <laughs> I see it every day. Yeah, it's that way everywhere, yeah. The way people drive around here now, they don't even stop at stop signs, so. Well, that little gadget that we're doing partially this with, that's the main reason. Because more people are in, what are they? Distracted driving, mm -hmm. looking at the phone. Looking at their yeah. phones. I look at people every day on my way to work. I look over and they're driving down the road, phone up. And and I work in Indiana, so I have to drive through. It's illegal. Mm -hmm. They made it illegal to actually be on your phone unless you have a hands-free device. And it's But I, I, I've, <laughs> I've probably not seen one person pulled over for it. Mm-mm. I, you know, I'm serious. When I'm out on that bike and I and I ride by a woman and she's putting on her makeup, that doesn't bother me anymore. That used to be. <laughs> that used to be, yeah. <laughs> but when I see them doing this and doing, and, and, and well, okay, you can't. Phone on the steering wheel. Yeah. Both hands and phone on the steering wheel. Clearly looking at the phone. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You know where the four-way is. And this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you, I know you want to, you want to move on to better things, but you, you, you really, you got me at something because <laughs> I like technology. I like the fact that I can be out on the road and I'm safe with a phone now, and it, and it stays in my glove box on my bike. Right. You know, it's plugged into the USB, and I can control everything from my from my handlebars. But uh, the four way down here, mm -hmm. I almost got it right there because they might as well just rip out every stop sign in this country because people don't people use don't them. use them. I mean, there's a stop sign on our corner, and people either roll, roll slow, and then turn because it's a sharp turn, mm -hmm. or they just. <laughs> my favorite thing now is they blow through the stop sign, not knowing that it's a dead end because it's just a park. Mm -hmm. So they put a huge curb up, and people have been running through that stop sign, hitting that curb, and tearing their cars up. And we're sitting there in the middle of the night here, boom! <laughs> and then you look out, and there's a car. 20 feet up into the park tire busted and it happens an ambulance did it one day because it's a stop sign and right in front of you is I don't know how they missed the trees because there's trees directly in front of the stop sign and they put a big curb right there and people have been hitting it tearing the cars up that was a Monte Carlo not too long ago tore it up that was a Maxima tore it up a Malibu it, <laughs> and I don't know I don't know <laughs> It just distracted. Doing yeah. too many. Everybody's doing too too many things. Yeah. It's it. I've got to the point where I take pictures of it now, just for for jokes. <laughs> it's it's mm. fun. But yeah, that's how I got started in liking cars. You yeah. Know, even though I was driving a 1984 Volvo 240. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a tank, but I flipped it. You, you know, Kenny likes to, you know, likes to rub my nose and on the end. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just can't be overconfident. I mean, I, I, I like when I do things like that. I mean, an influencer, I guess. Hmm? 
but I, I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> Tough. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, and I got you into it and stuff. But it's like your it's like your cousin and your uncle now. Them cats are great mechanics. Yeah. I've seen them make uncle make Kenny, parts. Uncle Kenny and body work. That's a different level of patience. I have mm-hmm. no patience to do body work. Them, them, them guys have taken that and just ran with it. I mean, I, I've seen them make stuff that that would probably cost $100 if you had to get it online, for, especially for the motorcycles. He's got them, He's got a couple of, uh, like, uh, a Ninja, and, and them guys made parts for them bikes that probably would cost them a couple hundred bucks. And they made them. Made them. Looked at it. Figured out what they needed to do. Cut the metal out. Welded it. Did what they needed to do. Painted it, and you can't tell if it's store-bought or not. Good old Uncle Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad that that it wasn't because of me. It's because that talent was always there. Mm. I'm telling you, you, get a chance, have them to do your carpet, too. Don't pay for no carpet no more. Pay them to do it. Just like your dad with electricity. Yeah. I ain't doing carpet. I'm keeping the hardwood floors. But I... But I know we're running short of time, but here you said something too about your dad that kind of made me snuckle, but I snicker, but I didn't get a chance to say it about where he made you do your own electrical work. He made, he made me here too, but he did save me a whole lot of money in my house burning down in my fuse box. So I get the point. This very chandelier, and you can ask your, you can ask your cousin Misha this, this question. When we first moved in here, we're, we're doing all the painting, we're getting everything ready to move in. And I and this chandelier used to be right here. Yeah, yeah. So I needed to raise it. So I called your dad up and I said, "Hey, how do I do the chandelier?" Well, what you got to do is cut this wiring. Tape. You know how he explained it. <laughs> yeah. to you. you know he's an electrician. He's not thinking idiot. Yeah, he's like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> so I get up here messing with this. Power's off. Breakers are full, but something was still alive. Aluminum ladder, barefoot, <laughs> electrical work. <laughs> I touch that wire, boom, I got knocked off, kicked a can of paint, had black paint all over me. Me and should just got through painting this. There was black paint everywhere. Now, here we talk about patience. I guess I taught my daughter that. <laughs> now, I wasn't because I just got my butt knocked off a, a aluminum ladder, shocked. And I'm laying over there near that window. There's black paint everywhere. She calmly gets up because I pulled all the carpet out of the bedroom. So there was carpet back there. I pulled all the carpet. She went back there and got that carpet padding and started cleaning up. The black paint. You can't even tell what that black paint was. There's a couple parts where I missed a couple spots, but she cleaned this whole house up while I'm sitting over there and getting crying because I just got the crap shocked out of me, you know, because I was doing what I thought my brother would just just connect this wire and do this. Put a, why do you say it? Put a wire on it. Yeah, put a wire on it. Yeah. on it. And now, man, next day, if you talk to Misha, Ask her about that. Knock me across this dog on it, you know. And then when I told your dad about it, he goes, "We shouldn't have been on that ladder." No, she was like, "Why would you use a wooden ladder?" Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. Yeah. No sympathy. There's no sympathy yeah. there. No, you shocked yourself. Yeah. Good job. I told you to turn the power off. The power was off. Well, uh-huh. huh, tough. <laughs> and that's where we'll we'll go with this. Is that that's what I learned from your dad? Oh, he has some stories about yeah. guys that work in mm-hmm. electrical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why, that's, why he never wore his wedding band. <laughs> and, and what he said about what you meant about you pay you pay for what you, yeah. If you're going to do something stupid, you're going to pay for Play it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, nephew. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he stopped wearing his wedding band for a reason as an electrician. 